1: Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Day Break for Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. Coming up this hour.
3: A report says the Supreme Court is poised to overturn the landmark ruling on abortion. Team coverage straight ahead. British
1: Prime Minister Boris
3: Johnson delivers a virtual address to Ukraine's parliament. And Treasury yields rise ahead
4: of the Fed meeting. New York City raises its COVID level to medium. Plus, eyes are on Ohio for today's important GOP Senate primary race. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead.
5: I'm John Stashtower in sports, making 10 straight wins for the Yankees. The Mets lost. The Rangers begin their playoff series with Pittsburgh tonight.
6: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app.
3: Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
1: I'm Karen Moscow, and U.S. stock index futures are little changed this morning. We're coming up to 501 on Wall Street, and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Again, futures little change. The DAX in Germany is up six tenths of a percent. Ten-year Treasury down one thirty-second, yield two point nine eight percent, and the yield on the two-year two point seven six percent. And NYMEX crude oil is down nine tenths percent, or a dollar eight at one hundred four dollars seven cents a barrel. Nathan,
3: Karen, we'll have more on markets in a minute, but first there was protest outside the Supreme Court overnight in response to a leaked draft opinion published in Politico it suggests the high court is preparing to overturn Roe v Wade Amy Morris begins our team coverage from the Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington
0: Barricades
7: went up as demonstrators came out to protest the opinion <laughs> In the 98-page draft, Justice Samuel Alito writes, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. It also references Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Justice Alito writes... Quote, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. This woman says she joined the demonstrations when she heard the high court may plan to overturn Roe v. Wade.
0: You know, it really just feels like every all the work we put into was just torn up and thrown in the garbage. And it's honestly ridiculous to me because of how far we've come for it to just be set back in time.
7: Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi issued a joint statement referencing justices like Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch, who have said that Roe is settled law, writing the conservative justices, quote, have lied to the U.S. Senate and ripped up the Constitution. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris. Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Amy, thank you. Well, abortion rights is now an issue that could reshape the midterm elections. and Bloomberg Law reporter Joan Grasso continues our team coverage in New York.
2: It would become a huge issue for the midterm. People say that it would perhaps invigorate the Democratic base to get out there, because this is really one of the social issues of our time. And, you know, women fought for so long to get the right to an abortion, and now in pretty short measure in the history of our rights, it's being
1: overturned. Bloomberg's Joan Grasso says the leaking of the Supreme Court draft decision is perhaps more surprising than the apparent ruling.
3: And we'll have more details and analysis on that apparent Supreme Court decision, Karen, coming up shortly. First, let's get you the latest on the war in Eastern Europe. Boris Johnson weighs in on the conflict today. The British prime minister will evoke his country's wartime history during a virtual address to Ukraine's parliament. Let's get the latest live with Bloomberg's Ewan Potts in London. Good morning, Ewan. Good
8: morning, Nathan and Karen. Boris Johnson is addressing Ukraine's parliament today, becoming the first world leader to do so. He's expected to say that the bravery demonstrated by Ukrainian fighters means that war will come to be known as the country's finest hour. Echoing the words of British leader Winston Churchill. In addition, the UK has announced a new package of some $375 million in military aid for Ukraine. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Ewan, thank you. Well, in Ukraine today, more civilian evacuations are expected from Mariupol and other cities in Russian hands. As the conflict drags on, former CIA Director David Petraeus said it's slowly grinding Russia down.
8: The Russians are running out of troops and materiel. Uh, they cannot replace uh, what has been lost, at least not in the short term. It's possible that Vladimir Putin on 9 May during the World War II Victory Day celebration in Moscow could announce general mobilization or something like that.
1: Retired General David Petraeus is now chairman of the KKR Global Institute. He spoke with David Weston on Bloomberg's Balance of Power. Catch the show weekdays at noon Eastern on Bloomberg Radio and Television.
3: Well, meantime, Karen, Citigroup is still seeking potential buyers for its operations in Russia. We spoke with CEO Jane Fraser about the effort.
2: We're selling our consumer and our commercial banking franchise on the ground there, and we're in active dialogue uh, around that. Um, and then what we've also been doing is focusing on helping the multinationals on the ground because a lot of our client base are the Fortune 500. Um, they're names that we all know, and some of, many of those are looking at exiting. You City can't C- exit if you don't have your bank on the ground there.
3: Citigroup CEO Jane Fraser made the comments in an interview with Bloomberg at the Milken Institute Global Conference in California.
2: Well,
1: Nathan, let's turn to the Fed now, where central bankers begin their two-day policy meeting today. They're widely expected to raise rates by 50 basis points at tomorrow's decision. And we get the very latest live with Bloomberg's John Tucker. John, good morning.
9: Karen, it would be the biggest U.S. rate hike since 2000. Bloomberg Economics says what happens after that is highly uncertain. And Citadel founder Ken Griffin says Fed chair Jay Powell will actually be able to ease off monetary tightening if inflation drops quickly.
3: If the inflation is transitory, if we are heading towards a 4% rate by the end of the year, he has a lot more room to maneuver rates. In 2023,
9: Ken Griffin spoke to Bloomberg at the Milken Global Conference in Beverly Hills. He added, if inflation doesn't break soon, the Fed will then have to hit the brakes pretty hard, and that will put us into recession. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak.
3: All right, John, thanks. Let's turn to Amazon now, and a victory for the company in a New York labor dispute. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with that. Good morning, Radina.
0: Good morning, Nathan. Workers at a Staten Island Amazon facility voted not to join an upstart union. This call company- just weeks after the group won a resounding victory at a warehouse across the street. The most recent election at a sorting center was not even close. The Amazon Labor Union got just 380 yes votes to the 618 no's. It's welcome news for Amazon, which reported online sales slowed and acknowledged it has too many workers. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young. Bloomberg Daybreak.
3: All right, Renita, thank you. Futures, little change to lower this morning. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines and a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. It's now 507 on Wall Street. We're at 53 degrees in Central Park. The lower deck of the Verrazano Bridge is closed both ways for construction. More on that coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael.
4: Good morning, Nathan. The spread of a sub-variant of the COVID Omicron variant continues to push up infection rates in New York City. It has now moved into the medium-risk alert level for COVID-19, and that means masking in indoor public areas is recommended. This man lives in the Bronx.
8: The
5: concern is that that, that that people respect each other, don't be on top of each other. Give, give yourself a little
10: distance.
4: New York Mayor Eric Adams.
10: We're going to pivot and shift and be honest with New York is as we move forward. We're not there yet, um, uh, but based on whatever the analysis with the medical team, we're going to make the decision to keep our city up and operating.
4: Mayor Adams recently recovered from COVID and said his symptoms were very mild.
10: Vaccines and boosters birthed. I just had a tickle in my throat. I was able to exercise in the morning, no loss of breath and no conditions other than that. And I think that uh, we need to acknowledge uh, what happened using my case as a case study.
4: Meanwhile, Mayor Adams canceled his or channeled his AOC at this year's Met Gala in a tuxedo jacket that read, End Gun Violence. The jacket featured icons like the Brooklyn Bridge as well as a large handgun with a red slash through it. Adams says the goal is to end gun violence and save our children. Lawyers for Donald Trump say it is unconscionable and indefensible for the ex-president to be held into contempt and fined $10,000 a day for failing to turn over documents he doesn't possess. The lawyers made the argument in a submission to a New York state appeals court. It came a week after a state Supreme Court judge said Trump and his lawyers failed to show they conducted a proper search for records sought by the state's attorney general in a civil probe of his business dealings. Voters in Ohio head to the polls today in the state's hotly contested Senate primary. J.D. Vance, endorsed by Trump, is surging, but he faces stiff competition, including Trump ally Josh Mandel and Trump critic Matt Dolan. More House Republicans say they will refuse to cooperate with the January 6th investigation. Meanwhile, a fourth January 6th defendant was found guilty in a jury trial stemming from the Capitol attack. Former New York City cop Thomas Webster now faces a potential years long prison sentence. Global news 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Native. All right, Michael. Thank you.
3: Almost five ten on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stanshower. Thanks, Nathan. Another night, another Yankee victory.
5: This one in Toronto where Glaber Torres gave the Yanks the lead with a two-run homer. And then Torres broke a 2-2 tie with a run scoring hit with two outs in the ninth inning. And Aaron Boone's team won 3-2. to He's now won ten games in a row. A big night for glaber The homer and, and, a, and a clutch
11: hit there with two outs. Um, you know, big steal off the bench from Castro. Pitching did their thing to to limit them enough. Um, defense, once again, there.
5: Yeah, hard to find anything not going well right now for the team with the best record in the majors, seventeen and six. The Yankees' best start since two thousand three. Mets had a two nothing lead at Citi Field. Mariano a home run, but Atlanta came back to win five to two. The ex-Met Travis Darno with a big two run double. The Mets, like all teams had to pair their roster to 26, so they released Robinson Cano, despite still owing him about $40 million. Cano, now 39 years old, nowhere near the flair he was back in his days with the Yankees. He served a year-long drug suspension in 2021. It was such an impressive regular season for the Rangers. 52 wins. Great production for the likes of Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, and the goalie Igor Sisterkin. We'll see if it translates to the postseason. Rangers in Pittsburgh. Game one at the Garden tonight. The Rangers played the Penguins three times in a fairly recent two-week stretch and won all three. Game one wins last night for Toronto, Carolina, St. Louis, and Los Angeles. And in the NBA, Miami beat Philadelphia. Sixers had to play without the injured Joel Embiid. Phoenix Game one from Dallas, despite 45 points by the Mavs. Luca Doncic, John Staschauer,
3: Bloomberg Sports, David. All right, John, thanks. Futures little change as the Fed gets ready to kick off its May meeting. Right now, S&P futures are up one point. Dow futures down three, NASDAQ futures down five. The 10-year Treasury little change, 2.98%. But a big political change potentially coming with a leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court on abortion. Insights from Joe Matthew next. Bloomberg 1130 weather, partly to mostly cloudy with a high near 65 today. Periods of rain tomorrow with highs in the mid-60s. Mostly sunny with a high near 70 on Thursday. Currently 53 degrees, partly cloudy in Central Park. Markets,
6: headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures, are little change this morning. Investors bracing for the biggest U.S. rate hike since 2000 and a wave of policy tightening by other central banks. A dip buying, sending stocks in Europe higher. Check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. On Bloomberg, S&P futures. Again, little change this morning along with Dow and NASDAQ futures. The DAX in Germany is up about six-tenths of a percent. Ten-year Treasury little change. Yield 2.97%. Yield on the two-year, 277 Six percent. Nymex crude oil is down 1% on one percent on a dollar two at one hundred four dollars eighteen cents a barrel. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael, good morning.
4: Good morning, Karen. A draft opinion suggests the U.S. Supreme Court could be poised to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case that legalized abortion nationwide. That's according to a political report. A decision to overrule Roe would lead to abortion bans in roughly half the states and could have huge ramifications for this year's elections. It's unclear if the draft represents the court's final word on the matter. A massive fire is burning at a steel plant in Mariupol. Potentially, hundreds of people remain trapped there under bombardment by the Russians. In baseball, the Yankees won, the Mets lost, along with the Orioles and A's. In the NHL playoffs, the Hurricanes skated past the Bruins in game one of their series, 5-1. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg.
3: Nathan. All right, Michael, thanks. It's 519 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, and let's get more on this draft opinion on abortion rights obtained by Politico. Joe Matthew joins us now, Bloomberg Washington correspondent, host of Sound On here on Bloomberg Radio. Joe, there are lots of ways we could take this. We could start. Mm-hmm. With the leak, we could talk about the potential huge change in precedent in the Supreme Court. We could yeah. talk about what the implications for the midterms
12: and elections beyond. Tough to know where to start here, Joe. Yeah, well, how about we talk about them all? I mean, this is a yeah. seismic development here that a lot of people are going to be waking up to this morning. Uh, resonating in Washington, you saw about 1,000 people uh, out of nowhere, uh, Nathan, show up in front of the Supreme Court last night. Uh, this will be impacting uh, around the country, though, uh, even though this is not a ruling. And we want to be clear to our listeners about this. This is a draft opinion, and justices can still change their votes. And we have seen that, although, I mean, come on, this is such a major and overriding issue that it's hard to think anybody is still, you know, trying to change their minds or or, or arrive at an opinion on this, certainly on the Supreme Court. We do expect a ruling. Uh, Come July, Nathan, could come before that. If Republican-appointed justices do stand by their positions here, it would effectively ban abortion in half the country, 26 states. Uh, Essentially what Justice Alito is, is saying here, what he's writing, is that Roe was flawed in its concept because states hold the authority to regulate or prohibit abortion, he says. He writes that we now, quote, return that authority to the people and their elected representatives, unquote.
3: Yeah, and uh, one reaction we've heard from top Democratic leaders on Capitol Hill is that when a number of these uh, justices that were appointed by Republican presidents uh, came before the Senate for confirmation, they said that Roe was settled
12: precedent. Yeah. This seems to overturn that entirely. Well, that's true, and you also get a sense now why they dance around these issues uh, in in, uh, these hearings because they may, in fact – have to rule on this. Uh it, it's it's pretty remarkable. We don't know exactly how the chief justice uh is going to weigh in here. That's that's one thing that is unclear, but the three democratic appointees, the three liberal justices if you will, are planning to dissent. And it's just a it's going to be a question of how they approach that language and how long it's going to take to see it.
3: Well, you said that uh, there, there's precedent for Supreme Court justices to change their opinions. Uh, we've seen that in the past. One thing we haven't seen, though, is for a leak like this to come out. That's right. So early before an, a decision is expected. We would have expected a decision like this to come at yeah. the very end of the Supreme so Court. So early. And that's and, nearly
12: two months away. And the actual draft itself. I mean, people are clicking through a 98 page PDF this morning, Nathan. This is not just, you know, uh, sources tell Bloomberg. Right. or Politico has learned. This is the actual document, uh, 98 pages, a whole lot of footnotes. You can really understand where this is going here, and it would be remarkable uh, if all of this changed. Uh, there are going to be a lot of questions today about how this plays into the midterms. The political implications are huge. If you want to talk about seismic, the ground is shifting under our feet here. Uh, on the eve of the next big uh, 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 primary, this came out. Today we have Ohio and Indiana voting. And throughout the course of May, we're going to have big states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, the states that will likely help to decide control of the Senate. And this is a major wrench in the works. It changes the calculus for these campaigns.
3: How much, though, does this change the calculus? When you have it, the uh, overriding issue, at least up to now, inflation mm-hmm. yep. in this country, uh, does this
12: supersede that, do you think? It certainly can. Uh, it promises to turn... A lot of people, we don't know how many, into single issue voters on both sides. There's just, this is the ultimate third rail in politics. We know that a wide majority of Americans oppose revoking, uh, Roe v. Wade. Only one in five voters support making abortion illegal in all circumstances, as we've seen in a number of states, uh, not that, uh, just, just recently. But, It could override inflation. It could override jobs, the recovery from COVID at the polls. I would expect to see the biggest march on Washington that we've ever seen, Nathan. These are the kind of things that interrupt the conversation, change people's focus. And this is going to be a big one. And in our last 30 seconds here,
3: Joe, does this put more pressure on uh, among conservative or I'm sorry, among progressives to put more pressure on the uh, Senate to overturn the
12: filibuster? Well, yes. The problem is that they don't likely have uh the support to do that here. and And, you know, Joe Manchin has not been in favor of that. I can't imagine that this is going to change his stand on that. What it will do is prompt. Well, you know, as I mentioned, 26 states are likely to make abortion illegal uh, because of this. The rest of them will likely be busy in their state houses, and many of them have done this preemptively uh, right. following uh, some of these Supreme Court uh, appointees uh, to to at least on the state level keep abortion access uh, yeah. a reality. And he
3: yeah, Just this week, we saw Oklahoma signed in a restrictive abortion. Or yeah, Oklahoma were signed in a strict restrictive abortion law. Joe Matthew, host of Sound On here on Bloomberg Radio, is going to be back here with us uh, later on in the show to talk more about this as well as the uh, midterm primaries coming up today in Ohio. And President Biden heading to Alabama to uh, boost the javelin. It's all straight ahead here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, partly to mostly cloudy with a high in the mid-60s today. Periods of rain tomorrow, high around 65 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny with a high near 70 on Thursday. Right now, 52 degrees in Central Park. It's 5.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. We're just about four hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Let's get you up to date on the news you need to know at this hour beginning in Washington. Protesters outside the Supreme Court overnight reacting to a leaked draft opinion published by Politico. It suggests the high court is preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. Bloomberg Law reporter Joan Grasso says the leak itself is unprecedented.
2: Anyone who listened to the oral arguments knew that Roe v. Wade was either going to be severely limited or overturned. So it's not so shocking what Justice Alito is saying here. What is shocking is is that this was – this draft was released. This has never happened in the history of the court despite so many, you know, different opinions that were really politically tenuous.
1: Bloomberg's Darren Grosso says this could become a major issue for the midterm elections.
3: Well, Turning overseas now, Karen, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson addresses Ukraine's parliament today. It comes as the U.K. announces more military aid. Here in the U.S., Congress is debating a bill that would authorize U.S. military force if Russia were to use weapons of mass destruction in the war. And on Wall Street, Citigroup says it is an active dialogue to sell its banking operations in Russia.
1: Now let's turn to the Fed, Nathan, which begins its two-day policy meeting today. The central bank is widely expected to hike interest rates at tomorrow's decision. Bloomberg's John Tucker joins us live with the latest. Good morning, John.
9: And the central bank set to hike by half a percentage point. What happens after that is highly uncertain. Bloomberg Economics says, recently we've seen glimmers of disinflationary forces working through the economy. If they accelerate, we could see the Fed making only a few more measured hikes. Tomorrow's guidance from Fed Chair Jay Powell will be key for global rates. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak.
3: All right, John, thanks. And in New York this morning, a labor victory for Amazon. We get the details on that live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good
0: morning, Nathan. Workers at a Staten Island Amazon facility voted not to join an upstart union just weeks after the group won a resounding victory at a warehouse across the street. In this most recent election, the Amazon labor union got just 380 yes votes, to 618 no's. It's a welcome news for Amazon, which just reported slowed online sales and acknowledged it has too many workers. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Renita, thank you. And futures this morning are a little change. Ten-year Treasury is as well. The yield 2.98 percent. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg.
3: Thanks, Karen. 533 on Wall Street. We're at 52 degrees in Central Park. An accident has, is on the uh, northbound FDR Drive at 79th Street. And we have construction on the southbound eastern spur of the New Jersey Turnpike. Details on all that coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. New York City has now moved into
4: the medium risk alert level for COVID-19. That means masking in public indoor areas is recommended, though not required. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said despite the city moving to the next alert, there are no plans for shutdowns.
0: I'm not here to stand here and say we're looking at shutdowns. I've said I'm going to protect the health of New Yorkers, encourage people to get vaccinated, get boosted, get lots of test supplies.
4: New York Mayor Eric Adams agrees with Governor Hochul.
10: Let's take necessary uh, precautionary steps, wear your mask, uh, get vaccinated, get boosted, and we can weather this storm.
4: Later, Mayor Eric Adams attended last night's Met Gala in a tuxedo jacket that read End Gun Violence. The jacket featured architectural icons like the Brooklyn Bridge and Chrysler Building, along with the MTA logo, as well as a large handgun with a red slash through it.
10: And I want us as we celebrate tonight to stay focused that we have a lot of work to do tomorrow. Today we celebrate, but tomorrow we get together and out um returning our city to the prosperity that it deserves. That's my role as the mayor of the city.
4: Mayor Adams says our goal is to end gun violence and save our children. Ohio Republicans will vote today in one of the most closely watched Senate primaries in the nation. Author and venture capitalist J.D. Vance is seen as the GOP frontrunner in the race to replace retiring Senator Rob Portman after receiving former President Donald Trump's endorsement. The winner is likely to face 10-term Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan in November. An Alabama corrections officer, 56-year-old Vicki White, is wanted for allegedly helping a convicted murderer, Casey White, escape. The two are not related. Her mother says Vicki White called her that morning to check on her dog.
2: I doubt she's ever even had a speeding ticket, but, I mean, she's always been, what I say, a good person, and, like I say, this is all a shock.
4: Pat Davis later learned her daughter had disappeared. Vicki White was a 17-year Corrections Department veteran. The nation's transportation secretary answers questions from Congress today about supply chain disruptions still slowing delivery of products in some cities, Secretary Pete Buttigieg will testify before the Senate Commerce Committee. Global News, twenty four hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than twenty seven hundred journalists and analysts in more than one hundred twenty countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg.
3: Nathan. Michael. Thank you. Almost 5.36 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashow.
5: Thanks, Nathan. Ten straight wins now for the Yankees. And while the first nine were, again, somewhat subpar teams, Toronto began this series right on the Yanks' heels. just a game and a half behind. And the Yanks able to win the series opener in Toronto, 3-2 to two over the Blue Jays. Glaber Torres, the hero, two-run homer, then a tie-breaking RBI single with two outs in the ninth inning. The bullpen, again, outstanding. The Yanks' 17-6 and record is the best of the majors. It's their best start since 2003. Mets lost at City Field to Atlanta 5-3. They made the decision to release Robinson Cano, despite having two years and about $40 million left on that 10-year contract that Cano signed with Seattle when he left the Yankees. Brody Van Wagenen negotiated that contract when he was Cano's agent, and then he brought him to New York when he was the Mets general manager. Now he's back as Cano's agent. He'll try and get Cano another job, a team that claims him, only has to pay him the minimum salary. Opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Tampa Bay's won the last two Cups, but lost 5 nothing in Toronto. Carolina beat Boston. St. Louis shut out Minnesota. L.A. with a late goal, won in Edmonton. Rangers and Penguins, game one tonight at the Garden. Rangers coach Gerard Gallant asked about Pittsburgh's star player.
10: We all know what kind of player he is, but if we're going to worry about Sidney, then we're going to have a tough time. I mean, Sydney's going to be a great player. He's going to do his thing, but they got a good team over there. So there's a lot more than Sidney Crosby. and. We don't look at one 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 player and identify that. Maybe we'll look at their line and identify that as a really important line. But, uh, no, they're a good team, and I want us to keep playing the way the New York Rangers
5: play. And the Rangers have not won a playoff series or even games since 2017. NBA playoffs after Game 1 wins Sunday by the road teams. The home teams won last night, Miami and
3: Phoenix. John Stashell with Bloomberg Sports. Ethan? Thank you, John. 537 on Wall Street. Time for the Tri-State Business Report. Here's Bloomberg's Ed Corey. HSBC Bank USA is
8: moving its headquarters to a tower that's nearing completion in Manhattan's Hudson Yards District. The U.S. subsidiary of the London-based bank has signed a 20-year lease for 265,000 square feet at the Spiral, a 65-story skyscraper being built by Tishman Spire. New York's famed Waldorf Astoria Hotel struggling to complete its plan for converting hundreds of guest rooms into luxury residences. China's Anbang Insurance Group bought the hotel in 2015 and closed it two years later for the renovation. Sources tell the Wall Street Journal the project could continue into 2024. A poll from Stockton University finds most adult New Jersey residents are in favor of a proposal to ban smoking inside of Atlantic City casinos. The survey finds that just over 62% of New Jersey residents support the smoking
3: ban bill. That's your Bloomberg Tri-State Business Report. I'm Ed Corey. Thanks, Ed. It's 538 on Wall Street. Bloomberg Radio is on the air from San Francisco to New York, London to Hong Kong. Let's check in with our global news team for some of the top stories heard on our 300 affiliate radio stations around the world. I'm Courtney
0: Donahoe on KTRH in Houston. Shale Drillers, Diamondback Energy, and Devon Energy are boosting dividends. I'm Gina Cervetti, and for WBBM in Chicago, I'm reporting that electric truck maker Rivian is getting the biggest incentive package ever handed out by the state of Georgia to build a new plant. I'm Lisa Mateo, and on KMOX in St. Louis, I'll be reporting on a popular breakfast meal, getting a new twist. I'm Ed
8: Corey on WWJ in Detroit. I'm reporting Stellantis is buying a car-sharing venture formed by BMW and Mercedes-Benz.
3: And those are some of the stories. Our 2700 Bloomberg Journal and analysts are working on this morning around the world on another busy day for earnings. More than 50 companies in the S&P 500 report today, among them Pfizer. We get a preview from Bloomberg's Tom Busby. The New York-based drug maker's first quarter results will largely be seen as a testament to global demand
4: for its COVID-19 vaccines and treatments like Paxlovid. Investors will also look for guidance on the possibility of tapping into the lucrative vaccine market for small children. Bloomberg consensus calls for adjusted earnings of $1.55 a share
3: on revenues of more than $24 billion. Tom Busby, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Tom, thanks. This red headline just crossed the Bloomberg terminal. Fitch is cutting its growth forecast for China this year amid COVID-19 outbreaks. Futures are little changed ahead of the uh, Fed kicking off its two-day May policy meeting. Right now S&P futures are little changed to the downside. Dow futures down nine points. NASDAQ futures down four. The 10-year treasury is down 132nd. The yield 2.98%. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 1130 weather, partly to mostly cloudy with a high near 65 today. Rain and mid-60s tomorrow, sunshine and a high near 70 on Thursday. Right now, 52 degrees in Central Park.
6: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow and U.S. stock index futures. Our little change this morning. Investors bracing for the biggest US rate hike since two thousand and a wave of policy tightening by other central banks. Again, little change are the futures. Ten year Treasury down one thirty second, yield two point nine eight percent, The yield on the two year two point seven seven percent. And Imex crude Oil is down what in a third percent on a dollar thirty nine at hundred three dollars eighty cents a barrel. That's a Bloomberg business flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Hey.
4: Aaron, thank you very much. Barricades are up and protesters are gathering outside the U.S. Supreme Court. It is in response to a leaked draft opinion published by Politico suggesting the conservative leaning court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that legalized abortion. The Mariupol steel mill in Ukraine that has become the city's latest stronghold of resistance came under renewed assault Monday by Russian attacks. In baseball, the Yankees won, the Mets lost, along with the Orioles and A's. In the NHL playoffs, the Hurricanes skated past the Bruins in Game 1 of their Series 5-1. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this
3: is Bloomberg. Nathan. All right, Michael, thank you. It's 548 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak as we continue our coverage of this leaked draft opinion obtained by Politico that suggests the Supreme Court is poised to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision. Terry Haynes joins me now, founder of Pangia Policy. Terry, good morning. It feels like a much different morning in Washington, is it?
11: Hi, good morning, Nathan. Um you know the thing the thing is it 's a little bit different uh, and i I hope I will give you a somewhat different perspective on okay. this and i'm uh, i 'm going to start by not defending or uh, or or lauding uh the opinion or anything else about it uh two things firstly, what this is is an attack on the court uh, and uh, I think people need to understand that the yeah, the, the, the justices deliberative process, their relationship with one another, the comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, the, the, the good relationships, uh, most famously, recently, uh, exhibited between, uh, two very different kinds of jurists, uh, Justice Ginsburg and Justice, uh, Justice Scalia. Um, the, the, this attacks all that uh by, by by trying to strip things bare uh and so it's a bad thing, regardless of how you feel about the substance of this issue it's a bad thing, and you shouldn't miss it uh secondly uh there's an awful lot we don't know here and i i don't say that to defend anything but i you know you read the opinion and it is a uh, you know we don't, we don't we don't even know if it actually is a but i mean it, it let's assume that it is um uh, i you don't know anything about the deliberative process. Did it, did it, is Alito doing this on his own? Does he get tasked by Roberts to write an initial decision? Uh, are there other people that have been tasked with writing their own views? Uh, you know, the, this is going to be a very intricate uh uh, deliberation and decision, uh I would wager uh lots of money that uh whatever the court does, it doesn't look anything like this opinion. Uh but either way, uh the, the court has uh has difficulty and nuance uh across the board on all kinds of decisions, uh much uh particularly constitutional decisions, uh coming up with uh the five judges who who reach a judgment uh but there's not necessarily five uh, justices around an opinion uh to have an opinion that is presented as sort of an absolutist view uh actually become the majority opinion i think probably beggars belief
3: does this change the political landscape heading into a midterm election we have primaries today in ohio we have a fight for congress in november
11: uh, I think it, uh, I, I think it, to some extent, yes. The, uh, that the issue was always up there, uh, up there, out there, and teed up, and you can see by the swiftness of the political reaction how, uh, uh, how hair trigger a lot of the, uh, the, the usual suspects on both sides, uh, are, uh, to, uh, to deploy and show their, uh, show their views. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't take a lot of comfort in that, um, uh, where I uh, where I team blue, the Democratic team, because so many of the hardcore uh, sort of Roe supporters or Roe defenders uh, tend to live in, in states that are already blue, uh, and and where uh, where they're not, uh, the impact is a lot more. Uh, uh, attenuated i think so uh it 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 today anyway it doesn't have quite the political impact that you would expect and we'll see what the uh, what the judges do you know the, uh, the everybody knows uh the outcome of Brown versus Board of Education, what they don't know is that it was reheard. Uh, the justices took years to try to figure this out. I'm not suggesting this case gets reheard, but what I am suggesting is that there is a great deal we don't know about this opinion or where it came from or what it means, and there is very little that we actually do know about it, and uh, I think people ought to take a breath.
3: Terry Haynes, founder of Pangea Policy, thanks for your reaction. We want to get more reaction now on the potential impact of this decision. If it does go through... For that, we're joined by Kimberly Inez-McGuire, executive director of the advocacy group URGE, Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equality. Uh, Kimberly, it's good to speak with you this morning. Just coming off the comments there from Terry Haynes calling for uh, people to take a breath, what's your reaction to this reported decision, this apparent leak of the uh, draft opinion from Justice Alito?
7: This news from the court is disappointing, disappointing. The consequences will be devastating, but it's not surprising. We knew this was coming, and those of us who organize, particularly in red states, have been preparing for this for a long time.
3: What kind of preparation have you been doing? I know that there have been a number of states that have passed and codified restrictive abortion laws in the lead-up to this decision, which we're expecting later on this year. What has your group been doing at this point?
7: So in states like Georgia that are very much in play, we have been defending abortion access and stopping proposed abortion bans. In states like Kansas, which is also still in play, we are engaged in a campaign around a ballot initiative that would actually save abortion access in a state. And in states like Alabama and Ohio, where we know access is going to go away, we are educating the community about their options, including about self-managed abortion with abortion pills.
3: Do you expect this decision to stand if it does go through coming this early, this kind of leak? Do you expect that there could be any changes to uh, where justices stand on this issue now that the opinion uh, apparently from Justice Alito has come out?
7: You know, this, this leak is unprecedented and says a lot about uh, the future validity of this court. However, there are justices on this court who were literally appointed to overturn Roe v. Wade. This is why Trump appointed the justices that he did. And so I don't expect that the overall impact is going to change. I expect we are going to lose abortion access in about half of this country. The question is, what are we going to do about it?
3: Well, that begs the question, right? What uh, is your group doing about it? Is it? Are there any resources uh, that are being provided uh, for women who might uh, – try to uh, get an abortion procedure in another state.
7: Absolutely. So we are working closely with our partners on the ground. That includes abortion funds and practical support networks. These are existing organizations that help people pay for their abortions and that will be helping people travel out of state. That's going to be an essential resource. We are also talking to young people about their options, including self-managed abortion, which is a way that people will be ending their own pregnancies, even in states where clinic access may not be an option.
3: Does your group or groups like yours have any further recourse, do you think, before the Supreme Court? Are you looking at other cases to try to bring the issue of abortion rights, abortion access to the high court?
7: You know, right now, the Supreme Court is hostile to abortion rights. Frankly, it's also hostile to democracy and a host of other issues of justice about which we care deeply. My recourse right now is to organize people on the ground, including in red states who care deeply about this issue and who will be fighting back and demanding that their legislators not allow these abortion bans to move forward.
3: And in terms of legislation, are, does this bring the issue back to Congress? I mean, Justice Alito in this reported decision says the, 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 the issue should be brought back to the legislators. Are you working on or helping to shape legislation?
7: So we've been working closely on legislation like the Women's Health Protection Act and the EACH Act, both of which would create essential protections for abortion access. But right now all options are on the table up to and including pursuing a constitutional amendment.
3: Thanks for this, Kimberly. Good having you on with us this morning. Kimberly Inez McGuire is Executive Director of the advocacy group Urge Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equality as we continue gathering reaction to the draft opinion, apparently obtained by Politico, uh, written by Justice Alito, that uh, appears to show that the Supreme Court is poised to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision. Uh, Much more to come here on Bloomberg Radio. And as we look ahead to the market open, ahead of the start of the Federal Reserve's two-day policy meeting where uh, uh, major rate hikes are expected to begin. Uh, we have futures little changed with S&P futures right now up one point. Dow futures up two. NASDAQ futures also higher by two points. The 10-year Treasury little changed as well. The yield 2.979% on the 10-year note. Yield on the two-year 2.76%. Bloomberg Daybreak continues. This is Bloomberg.
2: Bloomberg.